0: In life comes when you simply refuse to give up on a mission so strong that obstacles like failure and loss only act as motivation. I mean, like, no one has the power to shatter your dreams unless you give it to them. Yeah, I go from tragedy to majesty. The victory has been woven into my tapestry. My adversary's not cut from the same flag as me. That's why the champion's gonna be who it has to be. This ain't the type of opportunity that just appears. I made it here because I shed blood, sweat, and tears. To get the title I forever have my sights on. This is where I become an American icon. Yeah. If you a champion, show me you a champion. If you a champion, show me you a champion. Because real champions move like champions. And real champions move that they champions. The real like the real the Welcome to a brand new off of Underground
1: Media. I am your host T-Rex. Thank you all for tuning in. We're on Facebook Live, Blog Talk Radio, Live by Terrence Network, Desert Storm Radio. The Desert Storm Radio boys in the building. We got a very exciting show for you today. We're going to bring our guests on in just a moment, but I just want to say thank you all for tuning in again and the people that are safe from harm's way. There's been a lot of things going on around the country, especially with the storms, and you got to be careful out there, y'all. We got to be careful. We got to stick together. That's how we do it, but I want to introduce someone that's very special in the world of business. He is the author of a dozen business books and the CEO of Happy About whose business units focus on physical and ebook publishing, published over 175 titles and corporate training. He's created over 70 physical courses at Silicon Valley Universities, numerous online courses, and focus on the successful content delivery of over 500 speakers at large-scale conferences. We're going to welcome Mitchell Levy to the show. How are you doing tonight, sir?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Haven't heard that bio in a long time. <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> oh, yes, it's all about you. You are, you are the man of the hour, and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to come on the show tonight.
2: Oh, no, my pleasure. Absolutely my pleasure.
1: Now, give if, you, you, a, if
2: you want, I, I'm happy to give you a quick update or let you, uh, let you uh, ask some questions.
1: Oh, you give me a quick update. Uh, I know you to think, aha, man, uh, you are all about your business. You, you also serve on the board of directors of Rainmaker Systems and leading global provider of B2B e-commerce solutions. So uh, just give us a synopsis of how you got started
2: in the world of business. Well, well just, so you, just so you know, that that is at least five, maybe six years old. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> So nowadays the site to take a look at is either think aha or aha that uh, we've published over 800 books. Uh, we have, and here's the cool part. We allow our authors, basically we're a people publisher. And we help people mm-hmm. spread their aha messages to the audiences that make sense. And uh, so we, we have had 300 authors write their books in eight hours or less. And, and the really cool go-to-market product we have is, is we can do an interview of somebody, and after the two-hour interview, then our team will ghostwrite an AHA book. So, uh, oh, wow. yeah, we've been doing a ton of fun stuff. So I've got four publishing, traditional publishing companies as well as AHA that, and Happy About happens to be one of our imprints. Uh, but we also have others. So that, that's kind of what I've been doing, a slight update.
1: Now, how, how, how do you allow authors to get their Books done in eight hours or less. That that's like working a regular shift there, but you're able to get a book out. Explain uh, that concept to us.
2: Crazy, right? Um, <laughs> yes. So, first, first, let me slightly redefine the concept of a book. Okay. So, in today's world, you get to capture somebody's attention in what do you got? Seven seconds or less, and yes. so what we've done is we've created a book that's comprised of 140 bite-sized quotes. Think of it as the opportunity to present 147 second sound bites and you only, only need one to capture somebody's attention. So AHA books are comprised of 140 bite-sized quotes. And if you go to the URL, ahabat.com author, we have a eight step process and that's what people follow. So very, you know, it's a, it's a, not a regimented isn't the right word, but it's a nice structured approach that makes it easy for people to actually get their books done that that quickly.
1: Okay, okay. Now I know you started back back in the dot com era, back in the late nineties, and also went through the dot com bomb scare. Uh tell us about how you you got started in that and then you was able to come out of that cuz a lot of companies and people didn't didn't recover from from that that era but you was able to come out of it and go into book publishing and look here today you are one of the top business people in the world.
2: <laughs> Might be a slight exaggeration but thank you appreciate <laughs> that um <laughs> the uh it it's really interesting you know uh we the last time I worked for a company was 1997. I was working for Sun Microsystems. I was running the e-commerce component of some supply chain, and I became uh, Mr. E-commerce. And so I was advising um, CEOs and uh, VP of operations and others that, you know, we were going to use this thing called the internet to mm-hmm. simplify supply chain operations and sell products. And you know, I had some CEOs and some VPs tell me, ah, oh, this is not going to happen. And, and obviously, we know how that turned out. So I had a good business, uh, was making really good money, and had a nice booked schedule. And then to fast forward to your question, one day the world changed. The sure. dot bomb happened, and nobody wanted to speak about or hear about e-commerce. And so that part of my business Went from a really nice, healthy revenue stream to zero almost overnight. Now, to address your question specifically, one, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: it could have been something I took personally, but you know what? It wasn't me. I didn't do anything different. I didn't change between yesterday and today. And, And subsequently, that was probably one of my best lessons in life is sometimes the customer and the market and the economy is fickle. And even though I knew how valuable, you look at the world today, you know how important e-commerce is and how important the Internet is to everything we do. However, Mm -hmm. there was a point in time when nobody cared. It just, they had a negative reaction to the significantly high run-up in stock prices. And uh, so one thing was, uh, A, recognizing it wasn't my fault. Second thing is, and, and this, to be successful, I think, in life today um, you really need to try to find more than one revenue stream. So right. at the time, I was running a group called CEO Networking. We had uh, – actually, we, we and a, another partner, we had that going for three, four years, and then we split off, and I ran it for another, another six. And at the time, it was a really small – in relation to the e-commerce stuff, really small revenue stream. And one day, e-commerce went to zero, and the other revenue stream looked like a nice amount of money. So at least covered the bills. So so I'd say mm-hmm. one thing that's important is is don't don't always put all your eggs in one basket because for a situation that's completely out of out of your control uh that basket can be moved somewhere else or turned into a basketball.
1: Right. So you was able to weather the storm, and you, you over, overcame that obstacle. So uh, tell us about uh, what you have going on today as far as your, your book publishing and how you are uh, reaching out to other business owners and CEOs of companies.
2: Well, so here, here's the interesting part. The, the way the world is with the Internet, one of the things that's happened, and, and we see it everywhere, is really the democratization of media. Um, what I started focusing on in 2005 when I started my book, Publishing Company, was the democratization of publishing. And just so you know, we're only part way there. Wait to another decade. I've got a really nice prediction of where that's going. So, <laughs> what's happening today is the democratization of media. So, that means, hey, you got a show. Um, anyone who wants can create their own show. Your job is to attract people to listen to your show. And subsequently figure out how to monetize it, whether or not you get a lot of people and you monetize you by advertising, whether or not you bring on sponsors who are paying you to talk about their products, whether or not just the interaction you have with either folks that are listening or maybe even your guests, you end up doing consulting services. The, the thing is you got this product, right? And many people today right. have a show and they say to themselves, man, I'm spending all this time. I'm not making money. What do I do? Uh, Many people have a business, man, I'm spending all this time. I'm working all the time. And, you know, it was Mm -hmm. easier when I worked for somebody else and they paid me all the time. And, uh, and so the thing is with that environment, what has to happen? Well, let me, let me plant that seed. We'll put that there. One, Mm -hmm. a, how do you, how do you get, how do you get people to recognize who you are? Now let's, let's do something else. Let's talk about something that when I was going to business school, I read about and then when I entered mm-hmm. the workforce didn't exist and I'll say good customer service. So yes. <laughs> when I went to business school, I was reading how cool it was about customer service and, and how companies needed to thrive on supporting the customer and listening to the customer and delivering products and services that the customer loved. And then I entered the business world and God, they, nobody acted that way. I, I, I went to so many different companies and nobody seemed to care. Well, if we fast right. forward today and you look at what happens, and probably one of the best examples is Uber, right? Yes. There was a point in time where Uber was like you couldn't do anything wrong. And, and everybody, I, I, I'm in Silicon Valley, everybody wanted to create a company which was the Uber of something else. Um, you could say I want to be the Uber of, of people publishing, right? So right. The, the interesting part is that what happened with the outlash is there are people, including my parents, who just won't use Uber anymore because of how the CEO treated his employees. That's crazy. I mean, compared to a decade or two decades ago, that would have never happened. Uh, Just so you know, guys, Uber is not dead and they will, (laughs) (laughs) they will still be a significant entity. But if you listen to my parents, Uber is dead. (laughs) Right. And what does that mean? That means the, the, what, what has to happen is we need to actually treat our employees and our customers with the respect that we personally expect and, and that we need to deliver with others. We're becoming a more – actually, a better way to say it, it social media is, is not about broadcasting content and broadcasting you over the Internet. Social media is about being social – and you just happen to have media at your fingertips. So what I think is happening with social media is we are going to transition into the social economy. One in which we – it's kind of how our moms raised us and wanted us to live mm-hmm. and act in the world. Okay, so what does that mean for me? Right. Um, my company, AhaThat.com, we currently have 750,000 users. The reason why – is we have a platform, and, and for those listening, if you're looking for content to share on social media, one of the hot buttons that people have is, man, I don't have time to create content all the time. Where do I find it? If you go to ahadhat.com, it is free to use, free to share, and we have 41,000 quotes of information that you can share today. So that's kind of cool, don't you think?
1: Yes, that is. There's a lot of information out there, and you know, it's, it's good that you have a platform like that with so many users in. That way, you can collaborate with so many people across the world. It, social media is, is is a great thing to use, like you said. You don't always have to uh, try to put content out there. It's just about socializing. You just have to have media with it. So, how have you embraced the social media part into your into your livelihood and your business? Versus back in the late nineties when it was still in the infant stages.
2: <laughs> um, you know, it's so funny. Cause when I'm, when I'm out talking with companies, you know, whether I'm talking at the CEO level or below, I, I often hear many people say, man, I just don't have time for this Facebook thing or man, Twitter's a waste of time. And, and the answer is, what you have to think about if you are inside a company and your job is to tell other people about how your company is and what they do and how successful you are. And by Mm the way, let me, let me, let me emphasize that. If you are working for a company and you're not excited about that company and telling your friends about it, you should move to another company. And, And if you're running a company and you have employees that are not excited about your company, either you're doing something wrong, or you've hired the wrong people. Because the world of the future, we're going to be living and liking the things we do and talking about it. So it's not just about social media, it's about being social. Because the first yeah. thing that, if you're working for a traditional company, you know, I knew this as a, as a whatever position I had at the company, if I had people working for me, I knew at dinner time I was the topic of conversation. Why? Whether good or bad. Somebody was talking about me, right? So money makes sure it's good. And what social media means is you have the opportunity to talk about things that you do, things that how you live, things that you like, and you get to talk to people who are currently customers as well as people who will be customers in the future. So to me, social media is about talking to the people who I want to interact with in the future. And so for every business, There's a particular platform that makes more sense. You know, in the more traditional world, if I'm going after CEOs and VP marketing, I'm going to play on LinkedIn. I've got 16,000 connections on LinkedIn, and I use it regularly to talk because it is the place that people go to. And I don't have a resume as a Mm -hmm. LinkedIn profile. I have something that talks and breathes who I am and what I do. In order for me to get to know some of these CEOs better, those that are interested connect to me on Facebook. And guess what? I now know have a small insight into some of their personal life. When I meet yeah. them in person, I could talk about their family, their friends, um, their, their vacations. Now, some people say that's an inv- invasion of privacy, and I would say what it does is it makes for a much quicker intimate conversation with the person you're working with right so how how much more fun would it be if the clients and customers you had were friends as well as clients and customers and and the people you worked with not only sold you something but cared when they sold you something that it actually worked and you were happy with it and when you weren't happy with it they fixed it Think about just think about what the attitude that Amazon is delivering to the world. You can yeah. buy anything you want at a click of a button. You don't like it, no questions asked. You can return it. Um, you know, in the shopping world, uh, one of their new innovations: buy 15 pieces of clothing, mm-hmm. and if you want to return 14, please do. If you get to keep at least four or five, you get a higher discount. So they're encouraging to the shop, but they know they have returns, right? This is, this is kind of right. how we want to live. This is how we want to act. This is what we do when we go to the store, at least – well, not me because I don't go shopping for clothes. But, <laughs> but when, I, when my wife goes out shopping for clothes, she'll go with a girlfriend, and they'll try on so many pieces of clothing. And, and somewhere in the middle of the process, you could see this huge you know, conceptual pile of stuff, although you know, obviously it's neat, and on hangers and all that. And then Mm -hmm. at some point in time, it gets whittled down. And then they'll bring home a certain quantity. Then they'll try stuff at home and return some of that. Well, that's kind of how we live. Imagine not having to make the trip back and forth to the store two or three times. That's what Amazon's doing. So think about your business and who you are and what you do and how you can make that happen. And for me, my job is I'm a people publisher. And our okay. job is to make sure that the people we work with are seen by the people they need to interact with in a positive way. So we've done that through AHA messages. And whether it's the aha. platform or membership sites or social media or whatever it is that we do for our clients, our job is to present our clients in such a way that the people they interact with, both today who they're talking to and tomorrow who they'll meet, that those people go, oh, this is interesting. I like this person. I Mm -hmm. like their company. Let me do business with that person in that company. Once again, we're going back to the social economy, the more human economy, the economy in which we actually kind of like what we do and we like who we purchase from and and life is just a little bit better.
1: Yes, it is. And I know you think and live the thought leader life. Uh, can you explain to us the thought leader life and basically what that means to my listening audience?
2: Oh sure. So first let me let me give you a definition of thought leadership uh, just so we can we can talk about that and then I'll tell you what what the there's a website if, for those that are, don't want to wait around for the definition. You go to thoughtleaderlife.com and you can see the website. Okay. So a thought leader in the old days was somebody who would stand on their platform. They'd be the resident expert in their space and they'd say jump. And, and you would actually say as your, as a follower, as a flock, you would say how high. And, and we just listened. We had no interaction with that thought leader other than we'd buy their books, we'd go to their seminars, they would speak and, and we would, we would react. Well, what's happened is in today's world, we, we, we don't accept that anymore. We, we now can reach out, not just to that person who stands on the stage. And and when we ask that person a question and they know nothing more than themselves, we don't want to interact with them anymore. We, we want the person who now it's still the name thought leader, but what I'd rather say, we want the person who's the recognized expert in the space The person who can, who has a lot of knowledge may know what that old school thought leader said and did, but also knew what all their contemporaries did. And when you go to that thought leader or you go to that recognized expert and you say, Hey, what would work for me in my scenario? The first thing they do is say, well, tell me about you, right? It's a conversation. It's being human. And then, and by the way, if it's a friend, so, so let's say, for instance, you wake up one day and you're here on the show. Hey, man, I got to publish a book. Well, if you decide, since you and I have talked, you just hey, go to how that. That might be the easiest first step, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you say uh, somebody says, hey, I, I need to implement an email marketing system. Well, if one of your friends has implemented an email marketing system recently, that's the first thing you're going to do. What did you do? And mm-hmm. what did you research? And what worked for you? And you're going to say, you know, you're going to probably, they give you a good recommendation, you're going to buy without doing any research. Well, that's kind of the goal that companies have, that if they could turn their employees into the friends of their customers, then what will happen is if you go to somebody from IBM and and they're trying Mm -hmm. to create thousands of thought leaders or thousands of recognized experts, So you get a friend at IBM and you say, hey, tell me about your product and tell me about how it works against some of your competitors. In the old days, the companies would say, oh, I can't talk about my competitors. Nowadays, they're going to give you the honest opinion, the honest feedback. And the coolest thing is when people actually do – remember Miracle on 34th Street? When people actually uh, say, hey, you know, in this particular case, you should choose this other person's company and integrate that into what we're doing you're going to trust that person. When people are more authentic, you trust them more. Okay, so now let's go back to th- – so that's what a thought leader is and a recognized mm-hmm. expert. Those terms are really used um, synonymously pretty much. So what I did when I was first making myself out as the uh, – when I when I moved from publisher to – I took a small stint of just doing publishing. I mean, of just doing um, – thought leadership consulting. So mm-hmm. I went to LinkedIn. I became the first thought leader architect in the world. I picked up my first client, sold one of my four publishing companies. And my client was so excited that I knew so much about publishing. I realized that I need, I can't sell the rest. I got to keep them around. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, and so that's why we, we not only have those three, we put one more back and then we built the platform, the aha that platform. Yeah. And, what was interesting is when I put myself out there as a thought leader architect, I needed to do a couple things. One, I needed to demonstrate thought leadership. And, and if you listen to the conversation, what I really had to demonstrate is how to use technology in a very efficient and fast way. The second thing I needed to do is, is interact with my peers in the space and be able to basically do them favors. Because if I did them favors, I would hope that I'd get those favors back. So what I did is I created an online show. It's both uh, uh, TV and radio. And okay. what we do is we interview an expert for a half hour. And then what we do is we present, you know, we, we record live on YouTube. Uh, mm-hmm. We strip out the audio and put it on iTunes. We then create a blog post. And from every half hour interview... We actually pull 40 or 50 aha messages, 40 or 50 quotes that can be used to share their thoughts, their content. And, and so what's really fun is, is about a year into doing this, I realized that I should not just randomly pick people from week to week, but I should grab a co-host that works with me for the month. Because if I work with a co-host for the month, we can then do four talks each being a half hour each with one of their guests. And at the end of the month, we get end up producing a book because an aha books comprised of 140 bite-sized quotes. If I get 40 or 50 from every half hour segment, I need yes. to do two hours worth of recording. And now I have an aha book. So that's, what's really cool about the thought leader life concept. Um, and, and it's easy. And we're, I'm, completely transparent, so it's, it's easy for anyone who wants to come in and, and, and duplicate or replicate or do something like that for themselves, and, and largely what happens is uh, I grab a co-host for the month, and here's what happens. We do, we actually do four and a half shows together. The half is okay. uh, we do a 15-minute show up front saying, hey, what are we going to talk about? So after four and a half shows, or, or we'll just make it five for the moment, so, but it's basically two hours and 15 minutes of recording. So after five shows, we have five videos, five audios, six blog posts, because we have a summary blog post. Uh, we have an AHA book, a PDF, and then we also convert it into a Kindle. Kind of fun to produce that many assets out of two and a quarter hours' worth of interviews.
1: Yes. Yes, it and, is.
2: And, yeah. that's what, and, that's, and that's what, yeah, that's what my your life was, was kind of, Making friends and doing favors and showing how we could take a one piece of content, and turn it into four or five different formats, and share it on I don't know, close to ten different platforms.
1: That's a lot of work that you you, you do on a daily basis. Do you ever find time to to relax and sleep? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh well, nobody says I'm doing all this work myself. <laughs> right. So I'm a uh, I, I am that, uh, I think we all have some form of ADD in one way or another. And so I'm the guy who likes to come up with ideas, make them work, put a process in place, let mm-hmm. somebody else run it, and let me move on to the next thing. So that's often what I do. So I have a team that does all the stuff that happens behind the scene is, is done by somebody else. Uh, my particular role is up front and, and conducting the Fair interviews enough. and, and sort of, Constructing something that, at the end of the day produces something that's valuable for the clients to use uh, to right. share with their audience,
1: yeah, there's nothing like having a strong team and backbone behind you. We have Mitchell levy he is on the air with us. If you want to call in, you can dial six four six three seven eight zero two nine eight You can also send your comments on Facebook live as well. uh is there any other uh, thoughts or comments you would like to share? With us tonight
2: well tell me about how much time do we have do, is it like a minute or do I have like 31 minutes
1: oh we have 31 minutes
2: <laughs> oh perfect so let's talk about you um, it, it's always fun to talk about you know sort of the host that I'm working with and and let's talk about what so I, I did a little bit of research on you but I'm still who, who are you and what's your business and how do you want to how do you want to
1: grow? What's, what's next in your life? Well, we're a nonprofit podcast network. Uh, My wife and I pretty much, we fund this out of our pockets ourselves. Uh, We do have a, a small team, which includes uh, our children that helps run, run the uh, advertisement (laughs) and and also (laughs) uh, appearing at the media events. Pretty much our platform and our mission statement is, basically is to help bring people together and and just give everybody a platform and opportunity to be heard and and just try to encourage people at the same time while they are using this platform to be able to have that shot or whatever they want to achieve in life. So that's what we envisioned six years ago when we started this podcast network, just try to help people and see the vision that I had, was just trying to help people in my local area. But after the first three months of doing podcasting, it reached worldwide, and we had all kind of people from all walks of life that wanted to come on and be interviewed on the show and be part of, of the Live by Terrence Network experience. So it is a blessing to be able to have this platform, to be able to just to bring people together, network, and to achieve a common goal in life and whatever that goal is we, we try our best to catapult them to that or at least open the door so people can see what they have going on in life or in their career. Gotcha.
2: And and if if you were thinking about like the perfect world, you could snap your fingers and something would change about what you're doing or what you're delivering. What would you do? What would that be?
1: Wow, that's a good question. Uh, Perfect World. I just want to be able to to be that road that people can travel on to success, whatever they want to achieve from being on this show. Uh, We had a lot of artists that was not recognized to go on to be on the Billboard charts and we had a lot of entrepreneurs on the show and, and people from all over the world that didn't have an audience here in the, in America that gained and, and grow the audience here in the States. So in a perfect world, I just want to continue to be able to serve and help people.
2: Uh, we do mm. that the best
1: I can. Some people don't want to be helped, and I can understand that, and at the same time, I can't understand that. But in a perfect world, we are here and continue to be here. To help, and then when I'm dead and gone, I want to be able to pass this along to our children to keep the legacy going and be able to reach out to people, people in need, people that need uh, uplifting, and this is the platform that I feel is good to help people in the, in that way.
2: I, I absolutely love that. Now, are you doing anything else? Like, are you public, publicly speaking anywhere? Are you fundraising for other people? Or are there other elements besides the program that you'd be interested in?
1: Oh, I try to do an outreach program. Where we do a lot of cook-offs or cookouts, outs whatever, try to uh, serve uh, free food to the community. Uh, we, we give uh, donations as far as money, clothes, and, and knowledge, um, I, you know, our knowledge is free. Uh, We'd we be glad to mentor anybody. Uh, we do a lot of business consulting in the area. Uh, so we, we do all we can along with this podcast. This podcast is, is definitely a blessing because it's allowing us to reach out to people that's not in this area. But the people that's in this area, they, they see what we are doing, and they are reaching out to us in, and, and, you know, to help with what we have and, and, the cause that we have. Gotcha.
2: Understand. Okay. So can I give some thoughts or can we brainstorm some ideas? Would you mind? Oh yes, that's fine. So one of the things that I often see is, is people don't know when they come on uh, a show like this, how to act, what to say, how to interact. Right. Right. And, one of the things, if you've been doing as many as you have and you've helped so many people, one of the things that could be very valuable, and by the way, by definition, I always think in terms of books or an aha books, one mm-hmm. of the things that would be very valuable would be it'd be great for you to have a book that would say, hey, here is how you effectively interact on a podcast like this if you are if you are a guest. And by the way, this is wouldn't necessarily be yours but there are many hosts who need that, who need a book on how to be a better host. Right. (laughs) Just just to let (laughs) you know, what are some tips and (laughs) techniques? So if you did that book, one of the things that's interesting is, is there may be components of it that are relevant for uh, some of the local businesses, right? Because, you know, you have to be able to speak well. Um, You have to have the right equipment. You can't just, You know, you you can't just do this stuff. You have to have the right message that people come across. And so you may end up using that as an opportunity to be able to find sponsors who could help you with what you do, right? Because if you're you're encouraging, if you're actually pushing people in a certain direction, there may be people who want to sponsor. You know, we can do an aha book for you very easily if you want it made into a physical book well that okay. that costs some money right and so right. there may be an opportunity at some point in time where it makes sense to to pull that together and that's just one example if you're actually helping people in other ways
0: mm-hmm. one of the, so
2: what i love the podcast because it's it's immediate it's live but it, it, both good and bad but it really just happens it has a much has a much shorter lifespan right what i like about the book concept is that it has a lot more, it has a much longer life. And so the question becomes as I'm listening to the types of things you want to accomplish, if you could snap your fingers and have a book in your hand that would help drive some of those activities, and those activities might be learning is one, uh, but raising money to help others could be another. Um, clearly, the learning and education is a big piece of it. Starting and creating a mentorship program. Those are three different books that, that, that could potentially help drive activities. And so that's where it's, it's interesting to me when I'm thinking about what you have. And more importantly, when I'm thinking about the legacy, I would assume if I were your kids, and I can't possibly speak for your kids, but right. I would assume that they would be that much happier if they received a legacy that had a positive ROI, Versus just a drain on cash. So it it is something amazing to help others. It's also amazing, even better, to help others when you have, when when you at least have your costs covered. Or Mm -hmm. maybe if you do more than your costs covered, it's either part of your job, so it's one of your revenue streams. Or if it's really doing well, uh, it is your job. So that would be my, my thought to think about is how to – and this is where many people need to, to address is how do you actually monetize this stuff that you do that from an inner soul perspective is extremely valuable and extremely pleasurable? So how do we turn that into money that at least pays for itself and at mm-hmm. some point, point in time pays for the salaries of others? So that, that's kind of what I would think about. And, and I, like I said, I love the platform. So being able yes. to podcast like this is amazing, and and if and it, you know if it makes sense and it has drive and by the way please if you go to slash author and you actually do want to write your aha book please okay. mention that you heard me on this show so that I uh, I I actually know the draw that's happening from from this particular show and and I'll, I'll tell my people to take a look out for that coming in the door. Um, okay and. I would love to help you some way if there's a way that you could use this platform to help you get to the point where that it, it not only provides that core heart value that you spoke of, but mm-hmm. also provides enough money to pay for itself or something that you, you're even prouder handing off to your kids.
1: Yes, I agree. And I definitely would would like to use your services uh, to, to help, Achieve that! Uh, this has always been a dream of mine, um, as far as I can remember. And it's great that you come across people that support you. Uh, I'm definitely grateful for my my wife and and children that that's here to support uh, what we are doing. And definitely definitely got to go to your website aha uh, that dot com and, and and be able to write a book.
2: <laughs> it's fun. It's easy. And yes. then here's – so let's, let's talk for a second. I'm not going to talk – we have an eight-step process, as I, as I mentioned before, but let's talk about okay. step number one. So step number one in the process is a Word document. And in that Word document, we have four questions. A couple of them are very easy to answer, like what's your name, what's your bio. What's the title of the book in a one-paragraph summary? But let me tell you about what's question number one, and I'll tell you how it's written. And then I'll tell you what it means. How it's written is who is the reader and how will they benefit from the book? But the real question is, who is, who is your prospect and what is their pain point? Because today when we write books, it's, it's not just about – to me, it's never been about writing the memoir. Mm-hmm. What it's about is writing a, writing a book, creating an asset that solves somebody else's pain. And think about when you were explaining to me what, this, what the goals are for your program and what you're doing with it, you're talking about solving other people's pain. It's beautiful. So that's what your book yes. is about. And, and then what happens is if you're solving the same pain or if you're touching an audience that's a very similar audience to other either people or other companies, that becomes a much easier way to then drive sponsorship. So if you're going to be in front of the audience that would also, I, I for some odd reason, Coca-Cola popped in my head. I don't drink soda. But if you're in front of an audience that drinks Coke, well, maybe Coke's a sponsor, right? If you're right. in front of an audience that um, needs to, uh, rent office space because they don't have an office, or in front of a, in front of a company that uses UPS or FedEx because they're shipping products out. Or there's a whole plethora of potential interesting opportunities. A show can focus on one thing, a show that has the human interest and the human desire mm-hmm. to help drive growth like you do, that is also producing an asset, whether it's a, an ebook or physical books um, is clearly something that would be interested, interesting to a number of different companies. If, if you can show that you're reaching the audience that they want to reach.
3: Right. That's
2: something to think about, right? That's the fun part. Um, I'm doing some books now with uh, women. Empowerment is a very hot topic. Yes. Um, because when you're thinking about this human world, one of the inhuman uh, injustices that have happened is uh, the inequality of pay that women have. If you look at the, the boardroom and who's, who's sitting in the board of, of companies, uh, women are absolutely, uh, as well as many minorities, are absolutely underserved. And so there's a lot of injustices. So I have a number of authors who are, writing about women empowerment, female empowerment, female success. Um, and, and so it's kind of a, it's a fun thing to talk about to be working on. And, and like I say, for you, I'd, there are many topics that would be fun to, to focus on. And I think the, the thing to be thinking about is, is thinking about the answer to the question in step number one. Once again, who is the audience and how will they benefit? Or who, who is the prospect and what are their pain points? And then if you write that down, who are their prospects and what are their pain points, then you have to think about who is interested in, in reaching that same audience. You know, then start listening to, listening to radio and, and, and watching TV and reading the paper and looking at magazines and see who is advertising to that same audience. Well, then you could approach those entities and say, hey, I'm doing, I'm doing this project. How would you like to get involved? And, and that's really how many people uh, are, have started their efforts. And, and if you have enough success, you then grow it from one small sponsor to another. And if you, if you end up doing a couple of things in the local region, you then start growing it from, uh, from a small geography to a much larger region and then keep growing it from there. But it starts with your show. You've been doing it; it's great. And then it starts with you. Who? What's the problem you want to solve? Right. I mean, I've heard the problems you solve. Mm -hmm. But the thing that's important is to is to try to focus on one and start on something that you can easily put your arms around, and then help somebody address that issue, help somebody get the answer to that issue.
1: That's definitely some great advice, Mitchell. Uh, I want to thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. Uh, Are there any closing remarks you would like to share with us tonight?
2: Oh, sure. So please, um, if if this sounded interesting to you, if you like what you hear, um, please just first use the website, aha.com. Free to use, free to share. You can start sharing content. Um, feel free to, if you decide you want to write your book and if you want to do it yourself, you go to aha.com slash author and, and follow the steps. It'll take eight hours or so. If you're kind of stuck or want help, some strategic direction on where you're going, that's where you, you can go into the uh, Do It For Your Service where we interview you for two hours and then go write your book. Part of that is we kind of figure out who your business is and where you're going and who your prospects are and, and what is the pain point that you're solving. So go to aha.com. Happy to, happy to do that. Mention this show. And even if you write it yourself, uh, you could send in, you know, 10 aha messages, the answer to the, the first question, the word document, and say, hey, listen, I heard Mitchell on the show, and I'd love to have him give me some direct feedback. And my team will make sure I get to do that for you. And, and so I love I love giving back. And cool part is I've got a platform that fits into the world that we like to live in today. So yes. it's got that tangible physical asset as well as that social media connection. And uh, and like you, I'm going to help change a lot of lives and and already have and look forward to what I can do in the future.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, Mitchell Levy, for being on the show tonight. Uh, we definitely going to check out your website and you are always welcome on this show anytime you want to come back.
2: Oh, you are super kind. Thank you so much. And maybe we come back when you've got your first book and we talk about how we're helping people.
1: Oh, yes. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that sounds like a great conversation. And we can have some of your listeners come in and we could we could do the same thing live. That's kind of fun, actually, to help people be successful lives. I love it.
1: Yes. Yes. I love it too. And thank you so much. And I hope you have a, a God bless night.
2: Thank you so much for having me and and same to you have a fantastic rest of the week. Thanks for having me on the air. And, and for those listening, I look forward to uh, learning more about who you are and what you do.
1: That was Mitchell Levy. He is the aha guy. You can go to his website at a-H-A that.com. He has written over 58 books and published over 800 books. He is the man with the plan. So you definitely need to check him out. We have more coming up on King on Media. We'll be right back.
3: I love you in you.
1: Welcome back to King Underground Media. I hope the people that was tuned in had their business appetite met and fed. Fool, <laughs> Mitchell Levy he's definitely he's definitely the man. He is a thought leader, and it's good to have conscious people like that that that's, that wants to come on the show and drop some knowledge to us and help us. And like he said, you can uh, go to his website. It's aha that dot com where you can mention this show that way his people will be on the lookout to know that you heard him on, on the live by Terrence network, King underground media, and he would be glad to assist you for business people. Anybody want to write a book? Uh, He, like I said, he has published over 800 books. It, It doesn't get any better than that. He has mentored over 500 CEOs, and a lot of these CEOs are uh, part of the Fortune 500 companies. He's a keynote speaker. He does public speaking, and he's been doing this since '97, and that's 20 years. 20 years of overcoming the dot-com era, the dot-com bomb, which when everything just went from 100 to zero, it went it went Drake reverse. Uh, When it started out, yes, it it was the hottest thing popping in in IT and in the world of business when those e-commerce companies came up in the late 90s. But toward the end of the 90s and the early 2000s, there was a big boom, and it wasn't a good boom, where it went to zero. People lost everything that had they, uh, that invested companies or had those companies, but he was able to overcome and he started writing books and then he gained that knowledge and passed those knowledge, that knowledge over to schools and universities and CEOs. And he does, he does his own podcast too. So hopefully, um, after we do our book, I think we're going to do a book with him. Um, we'll be on his podcast sharing our experiences and, and, and what we dealt with um, with our podcast. Because our podcast, like I said, is designed for everybody. Anybody is welcome to come on. King Underground Media is for the open-minded people, conspiracy theorists that wants to talk about stuff that people are going to call you crazy. But you can come on this show. We'll talk about it because people call me crazy every day. But hey, they don't pay my bills. When I look in the mirror, I don't see them. I see myself. So I'm going to be unique like that. But then we got turntable Thursdays for the musicians, uh, the artists, the A&Rs, the producers, the record labels. We we have we have that platform where you can come on, uh, get interviewed, uh, have your music played, because we have people that listen all the time. Like I was telling him, we had an artist that was uh, still kind of like underground that came on a show and probably like six months, seven months later. They was charting on Billboard hottest single, and that's how they do it. And and it was the first time they had done an interview, and you know that's a blessing that you know people might look at this as a small time a small time show in this area because uh, perception reality people get that mixed up. Yes, we broadcast out of Valley, Alabama. Yes, we do, but you just don't know how large our reach. Is our reach is very large, and we are able to help people, empower people, and touch people in a positive direction. Also, for the sports people, former athletes, it don't matter if you play high school ball, junior high ball, college, pro, semi-pro. I always welcome on the show to come talk about sports, or you know how sports influenced you, or how it you know goes on in your life. You're always welcome to come on a Tailgate Crew Show anytime. So you just contact us about that. And we also have Guap Live. Guap Live is a great, feel-good, kick-back, relax show. Just come on and talk about anything. You can talk about anything from A to Z. Guap Entertainment, those are some great guys and women. They have a big movement, a strong movement going on. And our shows are heard worldwide. Wide from Blog Talk Radio to Desert Storm Radio, part of that family as well. I done gave out all the shout-outs. They, they know who they are. I definitely want to give a shout-out to you, the Facebook Live people. I'm still getting used to doing Facebook Live. It's, it's great. It's a great tool. Social media is great. It's a great platform to have. And you have to socialize. Like you said, it's a socialized tool. But I'm not on here to be bragging and and try to affect people in a negative way. But I just do want to project what we have going on in our lives and on our podcast so you can see. I started this six years ago. 2011. And look where it has gotten me. And not just me. Um, the whole Live by Terrence Network is it's a blessing and an honor. But anyway, we're going to wrap it up. That's how we do it. Um, y'all make sure y'all tune in each and every week. We're going to be back with more shows,
3: more mm-hmm. content.
1: And I hope you all had a God-blessed night. If you got your loved ones around you, kiss them, tell them you love them. If you don't have them around you, Give, them, give somebody a phone call No text messages Actually call somebody on the phone And tell them you love them Peace out you all You all have a good night We're going to close it out just right
3: com. Your global DJ network Brought to you by the world famous DJ Clue Clue, Clue.
0: William M. William M-M-M- Holla. Holla Love by the, the Holla family Holla. DJ Blue, there's a storm. The Man, th- please. Understand what the. Get your mind right. With Marcy. Uh huh.